Welcome back to the Grim and Glamorous podcast, a podcast about pop culture and the paranormal. We are your hosts, Albie G. Andrea. Uh, all right, so welcome back. Coming back to a topic that we sort of did before about cancel culture, YouTubers, and all that. It's something that I know that we're both kind of interested in. I mean, yeah, like, I don't know if I'm excited about it because, like, people that we watch, like, on YouTube, Shane Dawson. I don't know how much of a fan you are about of Jenna Marbles. I know that you said that, like, you'd like to watch um, Julian stuff, the Jenna Julian podcast. I don't know if, like, that was a thing for you. I like to watch every once in a while Jenna Marbles' stuff. I got, I got into Shane Dawson pretty late. Um, I want to say maybe like two or three years ago. I mean, this was like early stuff where he would post stuff like every day, but it would be like, I'm going to test all like Taco Bell food or I'm going to like, you know, make an Oreo cake and eat the whole thing. There was like a specific video and I think it was, I don't remember what the name of the video was, but it was like, he sold a pair of his used underwear on eBay. I feel like he's gone through like phases and a progression of the type of content that he does. And I remember that was like a specific time period where, um, you know, he would do like funny videos, then he would do like conspiracy, scary stuff. Mm -hmm. And then now he's doing sort of, um, you know, almost like docu-series, like, um, so th- that was, like, from one of his, like, maybe not the earliest chain, but sort of after that. Yeah, um, like, after he started doing, like, his whole, like, every once in a while kind of video, and that's when I started, like, getting into, like, that. There's a lot to unpack, and I think, um, first of all, we did an episode some time ago about, I think it might have been one of our early earlier episodes about cancel culture. And I think that's sort of the conversation that's taking place regarding, you know, specifically Shane and Shane Dawson and Jenna Marbles. You know, in that episode, we talked about how, you know, people will on social media, um, there'll be some backlash against, um, you know, a personality or an influencer because they posted something, you know, objectionable, offensive, racist, whatever. And so people will talk about it. They'll say, hey, remember, it it could be a recent uh, event, something that's done recently, or even they'll look back at old content for people and they'll say, hey, this is problematic. People will feel like there's no accountability for for something that happened that they feel like somebody should at least apologize for or be held responsible for. And so... um, that's sort of what's taking place with with both of these um, YouTubers, um, and that's different than there are like more recent controversies with other people, and uh, we don't have to get into it. But you know, um, with everything that's happened with uh, Black Lives Matter, with the George Floyd protests, um, there's been a resurgent emphasis to not just um, hold people accountable, but um, you know, look back at old things and say, hey, like, this is why it's problematic. So it's, it's conversations about that. But it's also, um, 
you know, canceling somebody. If, if somebody is very problematic, they'll say, hey, you know, we're not going to follow this person anymore. Um, and we're going to speak our mind about how we feel about this particular person and their views. Uh-huh. Um, so what's interesting about both of these cases is that, um, you know, in a way they're similar, but they're also two different, uh, two very different people. Um, so, I mean, I guess we can just like jump right into it. So, um, with, with Shane, Shane is somebody that has been controversial throughout his career. And and this is regarding multiple videos where, um, you know, he either was wearing blackface or imitating a person of color on multiple occasions. He's also made comments regarding, um... I think it was like maybe Willow Smith or um, somebody that was a minor and he was making com- uh-huh. comments about them. Um, but Shane is somebody that and he admits um, he's courted controversy. He's tried to, um, he says he modeled himself after like Howard Stern. Uh, so he's, you know, pushing, he's always tried to push the envelope, but uh-huh. in more recent years, he's sort of toned that down a little bit. But now this backlash has been with with all those content and comments from years past. Uh-huh. Jenna Marbles, on the other hand, is um, there were videos that she had done, I believe it was 2016, it, it was like a handful of videos where um, I think she she also was in blackface, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, and then there was another video about... Um, she imitated uh, like rapping about an Asian person and she used, you know, some offensive language. Uh-huh. Um, she also apologized for like slut shaming somebody, um, you know, talking to women. And she even said that nobody called her out on that video, but that was something she felt bad about. Uh-huh. Um, what's interesting is that, you know, these are like old school YouTubers. Um, you know, Jenna Marbles, her channel started in 2010, so she's literally been on YouTube for over 10 years. Right. Um, Shane might be older than that in terms of how long he's had his channel. Uh-huh. Uh, but he's had, like, the Shane and Friends podcast, Shane Glosson, you know, he, where he uh-huh. he's had he has multiple channels and multiple outlets. So what's interesting is that they're two very different people in the sense that I think Jenna marbles posts more like fun light-hearted material um but i was less familiar with the controversy surrounding her than i was with shane you know people have tried to cancel shane um for for a long time and um you know i think now given the context of um discussions regarding race and culture and um and like things like white privilege and all of those conversations and the protests that that's happening, I think it just came to a head where all of those factors played a part in both both of their cases. So yeah, I mean, the other thing too I wanted to say was um, like in no way are we or myself we're not defending them. They even said themselves they're apologizing you know, in, in multiple videos and multiple, um, platforms, they've apologized. They said that what they did was wrong. They wouldn't do it again. They regret doing it. 
So, you know, it'd be a poor decision to kind of defend that when they themselves admit that it's not a good thing. Um, so there's that. Um, but I will say that, like, um, you know, I, I like Shane's videos. I like his conspiracy, scary stories. Like, I'm into that stuff. So that's how I first came across Shane Dawson. Uh, I know he doesn't do as much of that anymore. Um, that's how I sort sort of got involved and interested in YouTube was just like watching his videos. Jenna Marbles, what's interesting is that I was less familiar with her channel on her own than I was with Jenna and Julian's podcast. Yeah, like a few years ago, I was really interested in like conspiracy, scary stories, and that's when I came across jen and julian's podcast you know together i sort of i sort of knew them as like a team and i had hadn't really watched her individual videos and channel uh until like maybe about last year what she does it's unique it's creative um same thing with julian the style of their podcast was you know part of our channel here comes out of you know, looking at what they do and looking at what other similar influencers do. Um, you know, when right. you when you're doing things like podcasts and videos, uh, you know, we don't have like super fancy advanced equipment. You know, we don't have a studio. You know, we're on speakerphone right now. You know, I have a you know a, a Yeti mic connected to my laptop, but that's pretty much it. You know, but I do look to other people to see like what are they doing if I think it's cool or it's fun or it's interesting. Um, you know, you get ideas from other people and I think their podcast was a big inspiration, uh, for myself and I think for both of us, but you know, we're now we're at a situation where, um, you know, people are trying to cancel Shane and then Jenna decided to self cancel. Like she decided to step down from her channel on her own terms so, um, and I think that's very different than somebody getting canceled and saying we're not gonna watch somebody anymore, you know she right. she made that decision for her own mental health and well being, and you know she said she wasn't having fun with it anymore, uh, so she decided to um take a break. We don't know if it's permanent, we don't know how long it's gonna be, but um you know, if you've followed um the Jenna Julian podcast, I think there's been two, this is like the second week where, um, it's just been Julian. Um, Yeah. I saw, I saw the one that he posted, I think recently. I saw the first one. I saw part of the first one where it was him by himself and he was like, obviously upset, like, you know, that he was doing it by himself. Yeah. The past year they've been into, um, like streaming on Twitch and doing like video games and stuff like that. So I, I don't know the status of that because that's definitely a different platform. Like that's not YouTube, it's Twitch. It's a different a different format. So I don't know if she's still on there gaming or if it's just Julian. Um, um, so that's another thing to watch is like, is she active on other channels, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't think so though. I think in the first one he was talking about like how like him and uh jenna and i think like another person were like would like play video games on twitch and like she's not doing that either so like i mean i could be wrong but i think that's like a negative i don't think that she's doing that at all so 
I think she's just completely like just not on the internet at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, the other thing, too, that I thought about this was I know that in the wake of, like, the George Floyd protests, the Black Lives Matter, um, influencers and prominent people on, like, YouTube, social media, Instagram, uh, they made a decision to, like, self uh, self silence for a few days or a week or something, and they said, we're going to give... Um, you know, an open platform and a microphone to people, uh, people of color, um, different influencers, different groups, uh, charity organizations. And I, rem- and I think that she made this decision around that time. So I think that might be playing a part in her case as well. Um, but, you know, like if we, you know, looking back at our first episode about cancel culture and canceling somebody that's problematic, it looked very different than it does today because in the wake of protests and conversations about race and, you know, systematic uh, oppression, white supremacy, all that stuff, um, there's been a really weird, interesting political backlash to that which i don't think was apparent when we did our first episode on this so in recent like the past month there's been a lot of like um like right-wing conservative um you know trumpian politics that have come out against cancel culture uh i think even like trump like in one of his um press conferences or speeches uh it might have been the one on the on the 4th of July at Mount Rushmore he was talking like very negatively about cancel culture sort of framing it as like a political issue where he said something like um you know oh good people or you know well-meaning people um they're getting canceled for no reason just because people disagree with them or something that realm of politics seems to be like reacting against movements to um to hold people accountable or to um bring to light you know objectionable objectionable views or like offensive views or posts or whatever it's it's a weird place to be because on the one hand you have people that you know i'm a fan of that i like that are people are attempting to cancel or they've self-canceled because of old posts that they've had. But at the same time, there are people that are really objectionable, that have racist, you know, really offensive, negative things that I think should be canceled and have a right to be canceled. Uh, And then you have, you know, Trump and and right-wing conservative people like, against all of it you know so you know if i had to summarize you know um somebody like jenna marbles that you know has grown and changed and is sincere and contrite in their apologies uh, i think they should be afforded that opportunity to um to apologize and become better and but that's different than somebody that's like not apologetic 
that doesn't apologize, that doesn't see that what they're doing is wrong and is just adamant that, you know, oh, it's it, you're offended, so you're the problem. You know, there, there, there has to be a medium point there. Um, but, you know, I have no problem people, with people that say um, that really don't like Shane Dawson or Jeffree Star or his whole, the, that whole crew. And I don't blame them for that. You know, I don't blame them for for being offended by Shane. I don't blame them for not liking him. If he's sincere in his apology and he's not doing it for clout and if he's not, you know, if he's trying to move forward and be a better person, then I'm supportive of that. I don't blame people that, you know, will come forward and say, you know, I'm done with him. Like, I, that's that's their right, you know. The, uh, the other person I wanted to mention, though, was... Uh, Jeffrey Star, so he's sort of like his name has come up a lot over the recent years, but again recently, just with regarding this conversation about cancel culture. Um, so I wanted to get your thoughts about it because over the past few months, um, there are some things that he did that I I thought were done in poor taste. Um, but he ties in with Shane because there's sort of been a back and forth with with them, uh, with Jeffrey, with Shane, with other influencers. Uh, with James Charles, like there's there's a lot of drama that's happening, like a back and forth between all of them. Uh, so I just wanted to get your take on, like, were you following with what was happening? Um, you're talking about uh, Jeffrey Star, Shane Dawson, and I think her name is Tati Westbrook. Is that who you're yeah. talking about? Yeah, her video about. Um, she came out against Shane and Jeffrey and said that they pressured her to do a video that was um, denigrating James Charles or something, like that whole drama. Yeah. So this goes back to a previous video that Tati Westbrook put out against James Charles. So there was initially the first video about James Charles and how she was totally against James Charles and she basically called him like a predator things that James Charles was apparently doing but it was like pretty much like saying that like he was um, like uh he was like DMing people that basically like trying to hit on them right like multiple or multiple people yeah and like it was like a I think some of them were like straight straight guys to like you know go out with him or whatever like there's this whole thing and also like betraying their friendship over like he was advertising like a different company it was like a rival a rival um makeup group or a company right yeah it was a rival like um vitamin company because like like Tati Westbrook has her own like set of like beauty vitamins like I didn't know that was a thing that beauty vitamins exist but like they do and um I guess he was like advertising like one when he like you know his best friend is like CEO of of their own beauty vitamin company so it's kind of like you know all kinds of issues going on with James Charles and then now this one that happened what a month ago maybe like a few weeks ago it's now basically the opposite of that and it's like no i was wrong james charles doesn't do any of this but what 
really are the bad guys are Shane Dawson and um, Jeffree Star because they coerced me to, you know, believe and say bad things about, you know, James. They led me to believe that James Charles is like this. Um, and then she goes and apologizes for, you know, whatever she said to James Charles. So it's 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 a mess. Right. And then the timing of that, though, was surrounding all of this. Um, you know, a lot of people were getting called out and canceled, not just yeah, YouTubers probably, or influencers. Like, yeah, this, this timing could have not been worse. The statements came out about uh, Willow Smith and like all kinds of things. So, like, it's like, okay, the, um, the statements about Willow Smith, those came out. And then the following week, there was this about, like, uh, you know, Shane Dawson and um, Jeffree Star, you know. She was saying that she was, like, gaslit into saying, like, all these horrible things about James Charles. So, like, this could not have come at, like, you know, the worst time. And then also, like, you know, Shane's, like, history of, like, blackface and, like, you know, other kinds of, like, controversial stuff, like, on his old videos have, like, resurfaced. So, yeah, this this isn't a good time for Shane Dawson. Yeah, and then um, I think when all of this was happening, uh, YouTube decided to demonetize his channel for... Yeah, that's right. Uh, ...an indefinite period of time. Uh, you know, that's not unprecedented for YouTube to do... Um, they did the same thing with, um, I think it was like Jake Paul or uh, what's his brother, um, Logan Paul, with, yeah. with the uh-huh. whole um, like Suicide Forest thing, like the controversies with that. Uh, people were so outraged, and then YouTube decided to demonetize their channel. And the reason that that's a big deal is if you're not familiar with how that works, is um, on YouTube if you have a certain I believe if you have over a thousand subscribers and like a thousand hours of watch time, you're allowed to monetize your channel. So um, YouTube will play ads during your videos and you get ad revenue from that. Um, Why that's such a big deal is somebody like Shane Dawson or Jeffree Star or Jake Paul, they get so many views like and I'm talking like a million views per per video, um, routinely. If I think if you go to Shane's channel, there's not a single video on his channel that's under a million views. Right. Um, so what ends up being like you know five, ten cents, or whatever, however, the pay structure works per ad click, times you know however million views, it's a lot of money that they get from this ad revenue. They've built up, you know, whether it's Shane, Jenna, Jeffrey, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, they've built up their channels in a certain way where, you know, they have fans, maybe they'll market products, Um, you know, on a lot of videos, they'll say, um, you know, this video is sponsored by such and such. And then they'll for 30 seconds, they'll talk about a product on within the video itself. So there's a lot at play in terms of the economics of it. Um, and they've built up, you know, you know, great lives for themselves where, you know, I mean, they've done videos about house tours and 
um, you know, Shane and Jeffrey have talked about how they grew up, you know, very poor and you look at their homes now and it's just like, you know, massive amounts of, you know, wealth and influence that they've built from their channels over the years. Right. Uh, for Jeffrey's case, it's not all YouTube ad revenue. You know, he has, you know, the makeup line and cosmetics and that's part of where he gets um you know his money from like that's a large portion of his business and his revenue yes um you know that's not um a minor slap on the wrist like that's a big deal for shane and we'll see how long it lasts i don't know if that's still going on but um that was a response by youtube to people that were offended by the video like it's not just oh people are offended and that's it it's like there were consequences to this they you know everybody we're talking about came out with some sort of apology or response mm-hmm. um you know whether you believe them you know that's up to the individual you know shane jeffrey the paul brothers jenna marbles like they all have strong followings where you know are these controversies enough where it's going to make a big impact on the people that already like them? Um, you know, I'm not sure that that's the case. You know, I think people that didn't like Shane or don't like Jeffrey, they felt that way for a while, and this really didn't change that. Yeah, if you've never liked Jeffrey Star, you're never going to like Jeffrey Star. Like, there's never going to be like something that he's going to do where you're like automatically you're just gonna be like you know what i like jeffree star now like that i think if you've if you never have you never will i don't know yeah that's that's what i think i think it's kind of like um like the president you know trump has his supporters and maybe like the more he does you know offensive crazy things people his support starts to like chip get chipped away but there's still like a baseline level of people that are gonna like him no matter what uh and i feel like that's the case for a lot of people in entertainment media whatever it is you know there's always going to be a core group of fans that um you know where you can do no wrong um but that doesn't mean that people should not be held accountable like that's the other thing too is that you know in terms of all of this like the controversies no matter who we're talking about um, you know, everybody that we've mentioned so far has apologized or addressed it on some level, whatever controversy it is. Um, but there are people out there that are purposely like controversial, like they, they like to push the envelope and they don't apologize. Um, but what they do, resp- how they do respond is they'll say, oh, I don't know why I'm being attacked because people disagree with me. You know, that really baffles me and it, it, it does bother me when people act like that because they're basically like whining or crying because people are calling them out or like, you know, they're upset at their views. They're upset that people are offended at what they said. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and this is mostly in like the political realm, but it can also be like, um, you know, media um, just broadly. You know, there are people that complain because other people don't like their ideas. And it's like, no, like, if you have ideas that are objectionable, offensive, racist, problematic, why are you surprised when people are angry at that or are against you because of that? You know, that's that's how our system of democracy and free speech works is that 
yeah, you have the right to say and discuss what you want, but people have the right to cancel you. People have the right to react negatively to that. So that's why I'm all like in favor of people that are upset or angry or trying to cancel any of the people that we mentioned, you know, even Jenna Marbles. I don't have a problem with people saying, I'm going to stop watching them. Um, you know, in the case of Jenna Marbles, I think people um, can have their own opinion about whether it was fair to her, the reaction that she got. Um, you know, again, she said she did wrong, so I'm going to take her word for it. I will say, though, that watching their podcast now with Just Julian, it's not the same for me. Um, and I think it, it has taken away from their dynamic in terms of the content that they're, that they're producing. Um, like, I love Julian. I, I love his channel and his videos. They're so creative. Uh, he does a lot of, like, cooking recently. He'll make interesting dishes. Um, you know, they'll do art projects and all that. Like, I think he does great work. But for him to do a podcast on his own, it's just sort of... Um, it, it's, not, it, it's not the same. Yeah, it feels different. It's kind of like, you know, it's got, like, a sad vibe to it now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, my hope is that um, eventually she'll be back in some in some form or another, whether it's on their podcast or doing a, di- a different project. And again, you know, they've all of these people, you know, Shane and Jenna, especially they've been on YouTube and out there with their work for over 10 years. Like, that's a crazy amount of time. Like they're they're YouTube veterans, um, right. you know, and they started because they were looking for alternatives to mainstream media, like a different way of approaching like Hollywood and the movies and film, you know, it's interesting to see how far they've come, but you know, sometimes you you have to move on and do different things. And, um, you know, it may, that may be also what's sort of going on with her and maybe Shane, um, we'll see what happens, but, um, we're in a place, you know, it's been a tough year for a lot of people, but I think there's a lot of good that's happening in terms of conversations that have needed to be had about things like race, um, you know, systemic racism, politics, culture, um, you know, white supremacy, uh, misogyny, all those things that it's good that we're having those conversations now and everybody's learning and growing from it. And, um, You know, it can be awkward, it can be painful for a lot of people, but, um, you know, hopefully it's happening for the best and people are learning learning from it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, There was one thing I did want to also ask you about in terms of um, Jeffrey. So I guess he's still rolling out, like, his products and makeup lines and all that, and people are sort of... Like, again, you know, he has his fans that are going to support him no matter what. But other people have said, like, the timing may not be right. I thought it was problematic when the coronavirus um, was first hitting and he rolled out his line. I think it was like a cremated or something. And it was like, oh, the cremated palette. Yeah, I, you know, and this is just my opinion on. I thought it was in poor taste. I wasn't super outrageously offended by it, but I thought, is this the right time to do this? Um, And I thought 
if I was him, I might have pushed it. Mm-hmm. I understand that his business, um, you know, it's a multi-million dollar in- industry for him. He has a lot of employees. He has a factory in L.A. He does a lot of work for other brands. But I thought that particular line at that moment was in poor taste. Uh, I think he even came out with an apology video for it. Um, but even today, he posted something like he's coming out with a new line. He's excited about it. And there was sort of like a muted reaction to it. Um, so I wanted to get your response because I know you're into makeup and fashion and all that. Like, do you think that it's just purely a business decision for him? Like, do you think he takes into account like the optics of something like the coronavirus, um, like the protests? Um, when he's making these decisions? Um, you know, it's hard to say because, like, I understand that, like, things like this, like cosmetics, like, um, I don't know about fashion necessarily, but, like, I know that, like, cosmetics or, like, skincare or whatever, like, those take time to, like, develop and, like, um, the process of it is kind of, like, a long time and I know that, like, Jeff, like, if you saw the, um, the whole, like, docuseries about, like, how they made, like, the controversy palette, um, it takes, like, you know, months to, like, a year at least for something like that to come out. The cremated palette took a full, at least a full year, possibly, like, to go from, like, idea to palette all those people who worked on it, all those people who, like, threw ideas out, um, packaging, design, down to, like, the shades, um, like, the colors, like, mixing the colors, like, the whole, like, science behind it, um, the formulas, um, you know, making the testers, all the accessories that go along with it, like, all the merch design, um, all the people who package the stuff in the factory, Um, or the warehouse, like, you know, shipping jobs and money and like, and, you know, that's a lot of hard work. Like, and if something happens where they have to like push it back or not release it, like, you know, I know I would be kind of like upset if I came up with like the design of the package, my design is not coming out. Like nobody, nobody's, nobody's going to see my design. Like nobody's going to own this product that I worked hard on. Like I would be upset. But also, like, I can see that, like, you know, consumers, like, you know, we're out of jobs. Like, they didn't have a job to pay for this. Like, I think the palette's, like, 50-something dollars. I didn't buy it. Um, So I didn't purchase it. But I believe that, like, usually his palettes are, like, over $50. Yeah, just given the economics. Yeah, it's hard for people right now. Like, you know, people were getting, people were living off their, like, the The, uh, the, uh, stimulus check. Yeah, you know what I stimulus, mean? So, yeah. to spend, like, that $50 could have gone to, like, groceries or, you know, uh, sometimes, like, like your uh, electricity bill or to pay the internet or your phone or, you know, something, like, essential instead of, like, a makeup palette. You know what I mean? So, you know, like, I can understand, like, both sides of it. These projects are thought out, you know, way ahead of time, so... You know, it's not just, it's not like, oh, Jeffrey wanted to do this, like, in February, and in March, it's it's coming out, and, you know, that's when the virus hit. It's more like right. a year ago, he 
conceived of this idea, set the wheels in motion, and as he's sort of, you know, looking at a launch date, you know, bam, we get hit with this out of nowhere, and um, yeah. and it just so happened that the timing was poor, um, you know, and he even came out with a video addressing addressing it. So it it was not like he just out of nowhere enough people were upset about this where he had to come out with a video right. you know defending you know, defending also, himself and the business or whatever yeah you know also that you brought it up like where it was out of nowhere like for like a march launch like i mean who's to say that you couldn't have released it in february like right before everybody lost their jobs or like weren't able to get earn a paycheck or whatever like i mean who said that who says that you didn't have that ability to be like, you know what, I'm going to release this early. Like, I don't know what's going to happen within the next like month or so. Like, it sounds like everything's getting worse. It, it could have been possible too, where he could have like released it early or maybe, maybe waited until like at least now, maybe July. Like, I mean, I know that like not everybody is back to work and not everybody has a job, but like, you know, but also like, is there a right time to like release anything? at all like i mean yeah we've been at home for months already like yeah that's a good point i think if you're talking about you know cosmetics luxury brands um you know there is something a little bit morbid about advertising um you know luxury goods you know expensive things when not only do you have, you know, the economics, you have the health crisis, you have, um, you know, riots and protests regarding racial injustices. There's so many political, social factors right now where, you know, you could argue any, you know, advertising or release of, you know, luxury goods seems like it's in poor taste. Um, my thought was just that at the time it wasn't just like Jeffrey's product but the nature of the product where it's called cremated it's you know there's a lot of like death imagery um right I thought it was in poor taste then but I'm thinking also like looking at the issues about you know what you're discussing um like say he had delayed that you know pushed it back and say let's wait for a better time you know the virus as it's getting worse it just you may never come across a time to release it um and you know but that's i think that's a business decision where you know businesses all the time will just say let's let's tank a product it's it's not it's never going to be a good time let's just put it in the vaults and 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 wait and see um, I don't I don't know if makeup deteriorates with time. Um, I don't know the chemistry behind it where, you know, is, is a product going to be the same a year from now? Once you open it after like a year, it's probably not that good. Maybe two years. Because then like the formula, like, I mean, depending on like what it is, like it'll probably start to like dry out or like not blend well. So like, um. Yeah, I want to say maybe like a year or two. If it's packaged correctly, if it's like sealed, like I don't think that it would just like, you know, not be useful. You know, some companies say let's take the loss to avoid 
bad publicity. Um, but again, that doesn't to me that doesn't sound like Jeffrey's brand or his, you know the way he operates. He's very you know business savvy, business minded, but he doesn't mind controversy. He doesn't mind the negative backlash, and so yeah. I think if it, I mean because. Yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of like uh, whatchamacallit like they're always going to be talking about him whether it's good or bad and you know regardless like it's going to be good for him because like that's publicity that's like you know if you, if, if he's still in like people's minds people are still going to buy his stuff no matter what yeah it's um, sort of like the Kardashian model where you know, as long as people are talking about you, it's all good. Like there, you know, the old saying that there's um, there's no such thing as bad publicity. Uh, influencers, maybe younger people, subscribe to that theory and notion where, as long as people are talking about you, you're still in the game, so to speak. Um, but the problem with that is it leads to you know toxic content. It leads to negative content. Um, you know, you know, how often do people talk about the Kardashians in a negative way? You know, it's sort of like, would you rather be, you know, successful, but hated or, you know, well loved and you can sleep at night? Uh, you know, people will do things for, um, you know, for attention, but on the flip side, um, the downside to that is people will take you less seriously, you know? there's there's less weight to your your um your name so to speak you know you know for the rest of this year and 2021 is um you know what new voices what new influencers um even like what new mediums are going to be available you know like tiktok has been so popular recently um you know there's so many different changing ways of consuming media and um, and I think to me this is also like if we're gonna sort of wrap up our episode, um, it's sort of you know closing the book I think on that era of of YouTube. It's not to say that YouTube is over or it's not going to be around. I think on the contrary, like coronavirus has forced people to consume more media in their homes. You know you know, YouTube and Netflix and all that stuff is growing versus, like, the movie theaters and, you know, the world outside. Hollywood has been shut down almost, you know. They're not working on any projects. They're not releasing any movies. Uh, so I think YouTube will be around for a while. But yeah. I th- but I think that era of, like, the Jenna Marbles, the Shane Dawson's, you know, we're moving on from that and um you know shane's been doing less videos um over the past few years you know like you were saying earlier there was a time when he was releasing a video every day mm-hmm. and now it's sort of like every you know two months will go by three months will go by and shane all of a sudden has a video i think that's sort of the story is like where are we going like where are we going next and um you know, I'm excited to see where where that goes. Right. Uh, and we also have to remember, like, they're getting older. Like these YouTubers and influencers that have been around for ten years, like they're in their thirties. You know, Shane got married or is getting married. 
Um, you know, all these people have been around and it's sort of like when you're doing the same thing, um, it kind of gets old, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's also like maybe on a final note is that you have to, to be creative, you have to try new things. And maybe that's sort of what Jenna Marbles has in mind is, um, let's try something different. Let's move to a different platform, a different app. Um, maybe that's Twitch. Maybe that's TikTok for her. So, you know, I don't blame her for wanting to step aside on her own terms and say, um, you know, this isn't fun. Um, you know, she's apologizing for the backlash. It's not the same for her. So she wants to do a step away from her Jenna Marvel's channel. And, um, you know, maybe next year she'll do something different. So um, I think that about wraps up, like, what I wanted to say. Did you have any final notes as we sort of close out this episode on, um, you know, cancel culture part two, the controversies surrounding uh, Jenna Marbles getting deplatformed, uh, Shane Dawson getting called out, Jeffrey Star, people have tried to cancel him for years. Um, just any final notes regarding maybe like the people we talked about or, you know, where where social media is heading in, you know, 20, end of 2020, 2021 going forward? Well, I mean, I hope that like there are some new ideas that come, uh, you know, on YouTube. Like, I mean, I use YouTube like every day. Like I watch um, a lot of like, I'm not really like into like makeup tutorials anymore. Like that was kind of like a thing maybe for the past couple of years, maybe um, two years ago. Like it's makeup tutorials and now it's like uh testing like oh you know does this really say like what it does or like you know let's try out a full face using only this specific brand um you know that gets kind of like old for me you know I really enjoy like you know like Rosanna Pantino's like baking videos like I know that she's been like doing um different kinds of stuff for like you know um, the pandemic, so it's like her and her boyfriend are like eating, uh, you know, drive-through meals, like you know, a twenty-four hours of like drive-through meals. Um, and I've been watching a lot of like I Justine like test out like her, you know, gadgets um, at her house. And then um, I also watch um, Graveyard Girl. I don't know if you've ever seen any videos by her, but like she always um, the ones that the videos that I like by her. Um, as seen on TV um, products or like you know some like beauty products that she thought were weird and like wanted to try out so videos kind of interest me I hope that there are some like new kinds of like content like I really like the docuseries like idea um, you know where they take like a subject and then they like you know um, continue with it like for a few episodes um I just hope that there's, like, something new to, like, keep our interests. YouTube has actually been pretty, like, been keeping me entertained, like, this whole, like, pandemic. And, like, you know, we don't know how long this is going to last. And who knows what the future holds. So, like, I hope there's, like, some new content. I know that there's always, like, every day there's, like, a new, like, YouTuber out there, like, you know, making a video and, 
I just hope that, like, there's some, like, new, like, refreshing, like, stuff. And maybe, like, if, if you've been on too long, like, I think, like, I don't know. I just feel like maybe, like, sometimes, like, that happens. Like, it's not, like, a lot of, like, these new YouTubers. Like, maybe for the exception of, like, Jake Paul, but I also don't know how long he's been on YouTube. Um, he's always getting canceled, but then he always does, like, things that are not great (laughs) but um I don't know maybe like if you're just on for too long maybe that's just what happens to you too like you know what I mean like yeah because it's like now it's like okay well who's next like who's gonna get canceled who's gonna get thrown off of YouTube next you know what I mean no that Um, that's a that's a really good point that I really hadn't thought of until you brought that up is that you know they've they've been on for you know, 10 years or more, um, you know, and, you know, we're all a product of the culture and environment where we grow up in, you know, at that time when they're doing, um, you know, those videos, which now we view as um, more clearly, like, offensive and not okay, um, you know, and people may, and, you know, people will say it, it was never okay to do that. But yet, you know, they are products of their environment and their time and their, as they've been on, like you're saying, for over 10 years, they're going to have that volume of content stretching back that long. And Mm -hmm. so there are going to be, you know, especially with somebody like Shane, um, who's, you know, intentionally trying to push the envelope and, you know, be like Howard Stern and be like offensive and gross and whatever the volume of content is going to be there for him where somebody's going to be offended by it. And, um, and I think that's a really good point about how, you know, the people that are not getting canceled are the people that are relatively new to it. And mm-hmm. they're creating their content in the wake of the recent events, you know, um, where the culture and the dialogue has shifted, um, you know, I think for the better, to be more inclusive, to be more respectful, um, to be, you know, not racist. Um, right. As the culture is getting pushed in that direction, which is for the better, these strides are being made more clearly and more um, emphatically now. So you look back at 10 years ago, and that's going to look very different than content made in 2020, just like content in 2000 you know, seven is going to look very different than content in 1950, you know, films in 1950, 60, 70, you know, um, you know, if you watch old movies or films, there's going to be dialogue and, and people will say things that I'm like, did they really just say that? Like, and people are okay. People are okay with that. Like I was watching a movie two nights ago that was made in 1987 and like parents were like in the movie uh routinely like hitting their kids or like yelling at them um and i'm like this is like not okay what are you watching first of all um so it was a movie that um it came up in a meme and so i was curious and i tracked it down uh it's about this guy that gets he he works at target uh, he gets a job at Target because he gets fired from a gas station and he gets locked into the store with like his crush from high school, but he's like in his 
like 2021 and he's like works at target gets locked in with this girl and then they foil like a robbery attempt um but they're but early on in the movie like the mom and dad are like it's mostly the dad he's like screaming at this kid and it's like threatening to beat him and all this stuff and i'm like this is so different than a movie any modern movie that i've seen in the past you know five ten years like just it wasn't even just the aesthetics or the style it was like the dialogue Mm -hmm. and i was like this is so different and so you know i think that's a really good point that you brought up just like the age and when something is made and how long somebody's been on you know uh you know, Robert De Niro in a movie in 2019 is not the same. Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, when they're in a movie that's, like, more recent, it's very different than their older work. And so the dialogue may be offensive or racist or whatever. Um, but you see how things progress in terms of the culture. And, and given time, people will change how they approach roles and projects, creativity, and all that. Right. Um, so yeah, I think that's a great note to end on. You know, um, there's hope that this is going to lead in the right direction. It's going to inspire younger people to produce content that's more reflective of the values that we want to hold in 2020. To be more inclusive, to encourage dialogue, to have a platform open for people that are not just. Um, I think it bears repeating or mentioning that you know all of the people that we talked about are they're not people of color they're you know white people you know shane Shane, jenna jeffrey people that we've talked about that have been problematic that are you know getting canceled or attempting to get canceled um they're coming from a place of privilege um you know even somebody like jeffrey that um his actions were the most egregious of the people that we've talked about just given his like overtly going on racist dialogues and um my hope is that it's going to open up a platform for people of color people of different backgrounds to you know if it's not youtube to use other social media platforms you know have their voice heard because i think a lot of the conversations regarding you know the riots and um you know racial discrimination it's people have not had a voice and they've not felt heard something as simple as like media films movies television social media youtube whatever and i think that means supporting people of color supporting new content creators supporting young people that are trying to put themselves out there but yeah i think um i think that about wraps it up you know this is a topic that we you know we were discussing over a year ago i think was it last year I was going to say probably last year sometime. <clears throat> yeah, we did an episode about cancel culture, but I thought this episode was needed because um, since like all of this was unfolding, but it's still something that's happening and, and being talked about today. It'll be inter- interesting to see what happens next for each of their cases because they're so different. All right. Um, so, you know, this was uh, about as fun as it could be given just like I thought it was a, it was kind of a heavy topic, which is ironic because you're talking about YouTubers, you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, you know, thanks for for talking today, for having this conversation. We hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, 
you know, part two of our cancel culture uh, episodes. And, um, you know, we'd love to get your guys, your guys's thoughts on what's happening with, you know, Jenna Marbles, Shane Dawson, Jeffree Star, other YouTubers, and, uh, you know, see where you fall. Like, are you fans of these individual people? Do you not even know who they are? Have you been following them for a while? Um, would love to get your guys' reactions to that. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please like and subscribe or wherever you're, uh, you're listening to this. And, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. Uh, but thanks, Drea, for, for calling in today. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep, stay safe, wear a mask, and, uh, and yeah, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye, guys.